Blog Talk Radio. Bread of life, sent down from glory. Many things you were on us, a holy king, a carpenter. But you are the living word, saved Come on. Houston, you can say it one time with us. Friends, send down some glory. Many things. Come on, somebody say it. just by your plans and efforts, but by a divine promise of guidance and blessing. If you believe that God can make a difference in your life today, 
Let us stand together in faith. I will pray a powerful prayer with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. So watch until the end and open your hearts to receive the blessings of this prayer. My friends, in the quiet moments of our mornings lies a precious opportunity to shape the hours ahead with hope, grace, and intention. It is in these serene early moments that we find our hearts most open to the whispers of God and where our souls are most receptive to his guiding hand. Let us reflect on the words from Psalm 118, verse 24, which says, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This verse isn't just a statement. It's an invitation to align our hearts with a spirit of gratitude and joy. It reminds us that each day is a divine gift, intricately woven with possibilities and opportunities for us to discover and embrace. As we pray for a good day, we are not merely asking for favorable circumstances. We are also seeking to tune in our hearts to the beauty and blessings that each day holds. When we approach our day with prayer, we are not just hoping for the best. We are placing our trust in the one who holds all our days in his hands. We acknowledge that our own strength is limited, but in God, we find an unlimited source of strength, wisdom, and peace. Therefore, our prayer becomes a powerful testament to our faith, a declaration that we choose to rely on God's promises and his unfailing love to guide us through the day. As we face the unknowns of the day with courage, we ask not just for the absence of trouble, but for the presence of God's peace that surpasses all understanding. This peace becomes our steady companion, guiding our thoughts, words, and actions, turning ordinary moments into extraordinary encounters with God's grace. As we seek God for a good day, we seek to align our will with God's will. It is in this sacred exchange that we find the essence of a truly good day, one that is not measured merely by worldly successes, but also by how closely we walk with the Lord. It's about seeing his hand in every detail, feeling his presence in every challenge, and hearing his voice in the quiet whispers of our hearts. So, my friends, let us come together in prayer, not only wishing for a better day, but as a powerful act of faith and surrender. Let us pray with hearts, full of hope, trusting that God is with us, guiding our steps and turning every day into a testament of his love and faithfulness. Today, as we seek a good day, let's remember that it begins here in this moment of prayer, where heaven touches earth and your heart finds true joy in the Lord's embrace. Now, to all those within the sound of my voice, let us go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to pray this prayer with me so that you can have all the blessings of this prayer. 
you may also listen to this prayer daily as you build your faith and come in agreement. Let us pray to our gracious and loving God, Heavenly Father, Creator of the heavens and earth, I come before you with a heart full of praise and thanksgiving. Your majesty and glory are beyond comprehension, and your love for us is unending. I exalt your holy name and acknowledge your sovereignty over all things. You are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and in your presence I find true peace and fulfillment. Lord, I thank you for this new day, a precious gift from your generous hands. I am grateful for the breath in my lungs, the strength in my body, and the opportunities that lie ahead. Your mercies are new every morning, and your faithfulness is as boundless as the sky. For the love and grace that you have given to me and my loved ones, I am eternally thankful. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth and in my life, as it is in heaven. As I stand in your presence, I ask for forgiveness of my sins, both known and unknown. Cleanse my heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. I also forgive those who have wronged me, releasing any bitterness or resentment for in forgiveness I find freedom. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare victory over my day. I seek your guidance and wisdom in every decision I make. Lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Enlighten my mind with your divine insight and help me discern your will in all things. In every conversation, every interaction, in every choice, let your wisdom be my guide. Lord, I ask for your strength and courage. In moments of weakness, be my fortress. When I face trials and tribulations, be my rock. Let your courage fill my heart, enabling me to overcome obstacles and stand firm against the winds of adversity. I'm grateful that in your strength I can achieve all things. For with you all things are possible. I pray for your peace to surround me today. Let it guard my heart and mind. In the midst of chaos, let your peace reign. Let it be a beacon of hope to those around me, a testament to your calming presence in my life. Protect me, Lord, from all harm. Be my shield and defender against the schemes of the enemy. Keep me and my loved ones safe under the shadow of your wings. Deliver us from all evil and lead us away from temptation. Protect us in our going out and our coming in, today and forevermore. I pray for health and well-being, not just for myself, but also for my loved ones. Heal us from every sickness and disease. Mend what is broken within us and revive what has grown weary. I thank you, Lord, 
that you are the great physician, the healer of all our ailments, and in your hands there is restoration and peace. Your word says that by the stripes of Jesus we are healed, and I claim that promise over our lives today. I pray for deliverance from the spirits of fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and discouragement, and ask for your powerful intervention to break these chains and set me free in the name of Jesus. Lord, prosper the work of my hands. Open doors of opportunity and bless my goals and aspirations. May your abundance flow in my life and let me be a blessing to others. In your loving kindness, I ask that you meet my needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, fill me with your love and compassion. Let me be a vessel of your grace, showing kindness and understanding to everyone I encounter. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke all forms of attacks by the enemy. I declare that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I bind the spirit of delay, disappointment, and stagnation in the name of Jesus. I rebuke bonds of oppression and any plans of the enemy to derail your purpose for my life. Lord, as I say this prayer together with everyone listening, I am grateful for every heart that is humbled before you right now. As we come in agreement, praying for each other, let your Holy Spirit move among us, touching every life, healing every wound, and fulfilling every need. In your infinite grace, we ask that you align your blessings to meet us right where we are. May your favor be upon us. May your protection surround us. And may your peace dwell within us. We declare that everything is working for us and not against us. Deliver us from all accidents and negative incidents. We are grateful that your goodness and mercies shall follow us all the days of our lives. Gracious Lord, we pray that you will help us to have a good day today. We claim victory over our challenges, declare healing over our bodies, and we thank you for your unwavering protection. As this day ends, we return with hearts full of thankfulness for every lesson learned, for every blessing received, we give you glory. Lord, may your Holy Spirit guide us, comfort us, and empower us in all our ways. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering my prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, Amen. If you were blessed by this prayer, type the word Amen in the comments section below. I declare that all the blessings of this prayer are now upon you in the name of Jesus. You can help us to reach more persons and spread the gospel. 
You can do this by sharing the video with a friend or family member and by clicking the like button. Also remember to subscribe to our channel Daily Jesus Prayers. Now the man I'm about to introduce is a rare talent. He not only sings, he sings fine gospel, but he's a fantastic writer. His composition of my tribute can be found in many of our modern-day hymnals. He's a Grammy Award winner four times over, a dynamic performer. Ladies and gentlemen, my special guest star, Andre Crouch. I'm so glad for the very promise of the Lord. And whether you believe it or not, we can really say a song that I put together some time ago. But it says, soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. If you feel like clapping your hands, do so. It's okay.
Radio not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the morning radio. And you're with Barbara. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Andre Crouch this morning. And soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. The prayer before that was wonderful. And you know, God bless us. And I hope everybody prayed that prayer for you, your family, and the things that you want God to work on in your life. Because he's that kind of God. The things you want him to do. He's a great God. He loves us. He's on our side in spite of us. He looks beyond our fault and yet meet our needs. So we're thankful unto him this morning. We appreciate him. We love him. <laughs> Can't tell him thank you enough for all he has done for us. What he's doing right now, because right now he's doing great and mighty things for us. And what he's going to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There is none like him. Oh, we're thankful. We're thankful. This week is going to be somewhat of an Andre Crouch week. And uh, we'll hear a few more of his songs and his testimony. And he was really sick and God healed his body. And so I got to see him one more time uh, in his older age. I hadn't seen Andre in years. And uh, it was just a blessing uh, to get to see him again. In my younger days, when I sang with the church choir, the youth choir, we sang many of his songs. Yeah, it was the new age, new way thing coming out, you know. Uh, he didn't sing the traditional gospel. Uh, he sang more of a, I want to say an updated gospel. But it was a blessing because of the words of the song. And the way he sang this thing, you know, he meant what he sang. It wasn't just some singing. And Andre was out here doing. He appeared on many TV uh, Christian shows, and it was just a blessing for many. And so I thank God for uh, the opportunity to know Mr. Andre Crouch and to hear his work and the things that God used him to do because his writing and everything, God gave that to him. There's no way he had that on his own. And so we're thankful unto Almighty God Today, we're going to uh, be talking about obedience and the Word of God. This is what we're going to talk about today, because on yesterday, we talked about what's happening in America and the things that's going on if people continue to disobey God and to do their thing, then it's going to be some real rough time. This is going to be some destruction, because we know that the enemy come, well, the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. It's his job. Yeah, it's what he does. And he stay on his job. He's never late. He's never tired. He never give out. He never stop. So obedience unto God is what will cover us. The blood of Jesus is what will cover us. The word of God is what keeps us safe if we obey it. Because of the word of God, I don't have AIDS. I don't have any transmitted disease because of God. Because of the word of God, I don't have COVID, never had it. Because of the word of God, I can sit in peace this morning and share the goodness of him with you. Because of his word, 
His word today is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. And forever, oh God, hallelujah, his word is settled in heaven. If you know anything about heaven, it's a special place. Any and every old thing don't go on in heaven. It's a holy place. So if his word is settled where it's holy, we got to know it's true in the earth. We can speak out of our mouths things, and they will come to pass. Out of your mouth, the goodness of what you want, and watch it come. If you're speaking negative things, that's what you'll have, negative things. And we don't just walk around, Lord, just give me, give me, give That's not the way we do it. But we walk around believing God that there's nothing too hard for him to do. Whatever I need, he will supply. He's my shepherd. Therefore, whatever I want, he will give. Oh, yeah. Especially if I'm obedient unto him. Especially if I'm expressing my love and showing it for others. Yeah, I'm talking of his wondrous works. I'm making known his deeds, not mine, but his deeds among the people. God has something great for us. Anytime we ask, if we ask for anything and he don't supply it, at that particular time, it won't work together for our good. But as soon as it will work together for our good, because we love him and he called us, some of us he chose, he's going to set that thing right there before you. You can touch it, feel it. It's yours. No one can take it away from you. The only way you lose it is you choose to give it up. Hallelujah. So we thank God this morning, and we want to be obedient unto him and his word. And we want to apply his word to our everyday life. I'm so thankful unto him for all, <clears throat> excuse me, he has done for us great and mighty things. Look, he keeps the day coming from night. He keeps the winter into the spring, into the summer, into the fall. He keeps the moon out at night and it don't freeze us. He brings the sun out during the day and it don't scorch or burn us. He keeps the water back from the land that we don't drown. And he has been doing this for many of years. I'm turning 67 in a few days, and I don't think at this time he's going to stop doing that. So look how long he has done it for me, and many before me, he continues to do it. Many have gone on, but he's yet doing it for those that he allowed to stay. Hallelujah, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. And see, we, we, we have a way to thank we have a way to keep our mind on him so that he will keep us in perfect peace. We have a way to delight ourselves in him, that, and, and it makes him give us the desires of our heart. And we delight ourselves in him through prayer and communication and, and speaking his word back to him, sharing his word with others. But when we think on the goodness of him and we sit and we talk to him, mm, what a beautiful thing. And, and he will allow you to know, hey, hey, glory, hallelujah, Jesus. He will allow you to know, I heard you. 
I hear you. Is that what you feel about that? Let me show you this. You know, he showed me people. He have shown me people. And to look at these particular people, you would have thought, uh, well, it's not much to that. They don't really, really consider God. They consider stuff and things. But then he show you the person that they love him and that they seek in him. They make mistakes, but it's, it is what it is. It's not on purpose. It's a mistake. My goodness, from Zion. So I'm thankful unto him this morning. Hallelujah. I'm grateful unto him. Hmm. I appreciate him today. Hallelujah. Because if it had not been for God on my side, I, I can't even think of where would I be. Either dead or in a mental institution or locked up in some prison forever. But because he lives and he looked beyond fault and yet need, need, he saw what I needed and he come to my rescue. Hallelujah. I was sinking deep in sin. Far from the peace for sure. <laughs> Very deeply stained within, I was thinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. And from the waters, God lifted me. And today I can say, safe am I. Because God is love, I can say today, love lifted me. When nothing else could help me, love come. Hallelujah. And he lifted me. Oh, and again, today I can say, safe am I. I'm in the arms of safety. I'm in the ark of safety. I'm with a God who loves me no matter what. He won't leave me. I have to leave him first. Oh, I feel all right right there. Amen goes right there this morning. And I, I just felt like talking about him a little bit because of all he has done because of what he's doing, because I know what he will do and what he can do. And, and it just makes me feel like talking of his wondrous works concerning myself and making known his deeds among the people. Somebody say, well, if he did it for Barbara, he'll do it for me. Yes, he will. Somebody say he saved her, sanctified her, filled her with his spirit. He'll do it for me. Let me go to God. And I know the church people got us thinking we have to go a certain way. No, you don't. Just go to him like you would your best friend. Some of us got good parents. Go to him like you would your parents. Yeah. Some parents haven't been so good, but the children see that they love them and what happened, they didn't intend them for it to happen. So they yet can go to the parent and tell the parent, go to God the same way, Father. Today, this, this, and that, and the other. Lord, I want to be completely yours. I want you to let the natural man die, the flesh that's against you die, so that you can live in me. Fill me with your spirit. Baptize me in the Holy Ghost. Teach me your ways and give me a spirit of obedience like never before. The God, I will obey your word. I watch what I say. I'm watching what I'm doing. Teach me how to love you. Yeah. Hey, glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Show me, Lord, the right way to go. 
that I won't sin against you. Hey, I want to be upright with you. I want to do what's pleasing in the things that you accept, not what pleases me and what I accept. But help me to bow down in humbleness before you. You're my master. And Father, you made me for your pleasure. Oh, do it for all of us today, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Wherever we short, God, help us to come up. Wherever we weak, strengthen us, oh God. And let us touch and agree together for each other, not complain and, and accuse none of these things, but let us show each other real, genuine love from our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Huh? We thank you this morning. We thank you. We can't say thank you enough. You've been good to us better than we could ever be to ourselves. Father, without you, we can do nothing. We need you this morning. And Father, you keep showing up over and over again, proving your love to us. I thank you this morning for Sister Irene all the way from Australia. God, you put that together. It had nothing to do with us. You saw what was needed and you put it together. And God, you bind us as sisters and friends. Hallelujah. And we thank you this morning. Oh, we give you great glory and honor and praise. We worship you today in spirit and in truth. And again this morning, Father, without you, we can do nothing. And today, every listener, every caller, oh God, through the archives, the podcast, however they come in today, we ask that you would move for these people in a mighty way. Bless their family and friends. And God, when they hear prayers on here, let them take them personally for themselves and their families in the name of Jesus. But Father, not only do you hear, but I know you to answer. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Jehovah God. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah to his majesty. Oh, we bow down and thank you this morning. You know what we all need, God, and you supply need according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Touch and heal the sick this morning. Lord, those that have been diagnosed with some things that they can't undo, they can't heal themselves. Lord, this morning we ask that you would heal us, heal our hearts, heal our minds, regulate our minds today. Father, heal us mentally, heal us spiritually today, above all, in the name of Jesus. Bless this country, America, and the leadership. Have mercy this morning continually, O God. Let your grace abound for us, every American God. And, Lord, you know who's coming to you and who won't. But help us to lift you up so that you can draw this day unto you in the precious name of Jesus. And, Father, those that stand in financial need, we ask that you would move in a mighty way for them this morning. Oh, God, you know you have unexpected miracles financially that you can send our way. Do it for us. Oh, in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now. Hallelujah. We give you glory right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We ask it all again, Father, in your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, sometimes God will just lead you. You go on one way and he'll lead you another. (laughs) 
And once you see the move, you follow his pattern. And once you follow his lead, he blesses. Yeah. He leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Because, see, if we follow him, his name is on it. It's going to turn out good. But we must follow him and stop following ourselves and what our mind telling us. Let's go to the word of God and stay there and obey him at any cost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Again, this morning, we're talking about obedience and the word of God. Obedience and the word of God. It's very important that we obey the word of God. Because again, it's a lamp unto our feet. See, it lights the way that we're going so that we can see and we're not walking in darkness. It's a light unto our path. It's a lamp unto our feet. There's a scripture that says, oh, how beautiful of the are the feet of those that carry the gospel. And if you let God light your way, you're going to take his words to somebody. Even if you don't say nothing, but do you ever pray? Did, did, did you try prayer about that? He'll even give you the words to say to people. I've been in some awkward situations where someone died. And the, and the loved one was just distraught, just tore up over all, just falling apart. They needed to sedate them because they couldn't stay, uh, 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 you know, awake and deal with this. So they put them to sleep, hoping when they got up, you know, they felt better and they could do better. I've been in some awkward situations, but he gave me what to say. Mm-hmm. And when he gave me what to say And I said what he said It made the situation better Sometimes the family may have asked me to pray Before the, the, the funeral The home going celebration I prayed the prayer of faith Everything in there could feel it Even the unsaved could feel God moving in there By the time we got to the church To have the celebration no tears, no screaming, no nothing. Everything was set in place. Because they taught me this. That whenever a person have not done right by someone who died, when if they go to that funeral, they go to that home uh, going celebration, they're going to scream and yell and, and just carry on. Because the person is gone, you'd never be able to say, I'm sorry. You'd never be able to tell them anything else. You can talk, but they won't talk back. So today we want to obey God that we can be in the right with everything and our talking to others and our giving to others and our dealing with others. We, we, we want to get this right. I prayed the prayer of faith, and I noticed something. The devil don't talk in here as much as he used. He used to be in here clowning, just saying. And see, sometimes we talking to the devil. We're not talking to who the devil is using. But they, 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 the one he's using hear us, and the devil say, they talking about you, and look what they're saying to you. Now, I'm not talking to them, devil. I'm talking to you. Yeah. He'll, he'll get in where he fit in. He'll clown anywhere. 
it used the baby, little innocent baby against you. Mm-hmm. You use your husband against you, your wife against you, your children against you, the supervisor on the job against you, the bank teller. He will use your, your very own car, a truck, your transportation. He will use that against you. He will call somebody to hit your vehicle. You hear me? He get in where he fit in. Mm-hmm. But we cover everything in the blood of Jesus. We cover everything in the blessings of God. We ask God to send his angels to shield and protect us, keep us from all hurt, harm, or danger. And he does this for us. Yeah. But again this morning, without him, we can do nothing. Listen. We are going to one more Andre Crouch song, and when we come back, we are coming back with our morning topic. And if we have time today, we will share a wonderful testimony. Hallelujah. Let's go with this one. I'm so delighted to be here tonight, and I'm grateful for Jesus Christ and for what he means to me. And I don't know how I got here on Indian night, but I'm here. (laughs) I'm so grateful today because I can say that I have Christ in my life. And at the early age of nine years old, I gave my heart to Jesus. My father was what we call a bootleg preacher. He didn't want to own up to being a preacher. He was in Bible college, and um, he never wanted to be a preacher. He was a businessman, and nevertheless, the Lord kept talking to him. And once the Lord puts a hook in your jaw, you can't escape. And I remember him being invited to a little church about 60 miles out from Los Angeles, where we are from. And this was a little church, the kind of church that even had the little outhouse in the back. And there was no musician there or anything, and um, my dad didn't know whether whether it was the Lord's will for him to be there, because he didn't want to be a preacher anyway. And um, they said, oh, this is our pastor, and they wanted him so much to uh, be the pastor of this little country church after hearing him speak that afternoon. And time went on, and uh, my uncle, which is a, a presbyter of Southern California, asked him, he said, uh, Ben Crouch, why don't you go out there and just kind of get the church organized? He said, well, being that the church doesn't have a musician, I'm going to pray if God wants me to be there, I'm going to pray that God will give Andre the gift of music so he can play for the church. And uh, I had just accepted the Lord at the age of nine, and I was about 11 years old at the time. And my dad calls me up out of the audience and says, Andre, if God were to give you the gift of music, would you use it for his glory? I said, yeah, daddy. You know. <laughs> and then he prayed for me right there. And two weeks later, he said, okay, here you are. And he just stuck me up on the piano. I began to play. And I had a bad stammering problem. I couldn't say over three words without either kicking somebody or pounding the floor or something like that. And I wanted so much to express myself. And I was so grateful for the gift of music and how God had touched my life. And right there, I knew that God was going to use me. And I was just sharing with Brother Graham how, watching some of the telecast, how I, I, I was so blessed. And I said, oh, if I could just sing and people would be there and find Jesus, you know. 
and uh, it just impressed my life and put a uh, just really enriched my life at a very early age and now God has taken us to about 40 different countries of the world and I've seen him do so many miracles how three and a half years ago I was sick unto death and I found Jesus Christ to be a healer and I tell you he's everything and I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to tell everybody all the young people especially in all thy ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path you'll never regret any moment that you've given your heart to Jesus. And a song that he's given me after a hard time in my life, a particular time I thought I couldn't sing, I thought I couldn't smile, but he gave me this little song, and I trust that it should be a blessing to you. I've had many tears and sorrow. I've had questions for tomorrow. There have been times when I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation That all my trials come to only make me strong mm, I've been a lot of places And I've seen millions of faces But there were times when I felt so all alone lonely hour for Jesus let me know that I was his own now I can say through it all through it all oh yes I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God depend upon his word. So now I thank God for the mountain, and I thank him for the valleys, and I thank him for the storms. He's brought me through. For if I'd never had a problem, I'd never know that God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in the Word of God could do. But now I can tell the world that through it all, through it all, oh yeah. Don't you know I've learned to trust in Jesus? I've learned to trust in God. you through right now. Well, for if you never have a problem, you never know that God can solve them. You'll never know what faith in the Word of God could do. But you can stand like a soldier and say,
upon his word through my sickness and pain I've learned to depend upon his word when the doctor walked from my bed and shook his head right then I learned to depend upon his Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you today. Mr. Andre Crouch, and he said through it all, he learned to trust in Jesus. He learned to trust in God. Through it all, he learned to depend upon God's word. And let me tell you, when you come out of the wilderness, when you God has delivered you out of something, you can easily say, I thank God for the mountains. I thank God for the valleys. I thank God for how he brought me through. Andre said, if he never had a problem, he never known would have known that God could solve them. But because of his sickness and the doctor couldn't do no more, he turned to the Lord and God did it all, healed his body and raised him back up. Hallelujah. He could write more, sing more, yeah, because God had healed his body. And so we thank God this morning. There are many testimonies of healing, uh, many testimonies of how God brought people out of prison and changed their lives from this to that, from bad to good. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you. When I was in trouble, it was you that brought me through. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're grateful unto Almighty God again this morning and thankful unto him. And again, today we're talking about obedience and the word of God. That's what we're talking about today. And we know all about many things that's going on in America, what's happening, bad things. It's as if uh, the people's mind has just flew the cuckoo nest because we know that the enemy come in and he snatched the minds of people. But when we keep our mind on Jehovah God who have all power, he keeps us in perfect peace. We keep our mind on Jesus, his son. He keeps us in perfect peace. Sunday, someone was shocked and was telling me over Joel Osteen there was a shooting. And then they, later on, they come back and they told me, they said it was a man and he's uh, thinking he's a woman. He's, uh, what do they call it, trans and uh, whatever. And he had a son. At one point, he was married. And he got a divorce. And so he had a lot of mental health issues. So I read the article yesterday and he come into church with a long gun, they said. And started blasting and he shot this one man in the leg and his own son shot him in the head. I don't think he did that on purpose, shot the boy in the head, but that's what ended up happening. They say they had a, a, a note where the church 
Joel Osteen Church was thanking him for a donation. Yeah, right here in America. And see, they're separating the states, or they have separated the states. It's no longer the United States of America. It's just United States. Well, how are we united? If Cleveland can do what they want, Chicago can do what they want, Washington can do whatever they want, who are we governed under that we're separated? They was telling me yesterday about how they're taking money from the American people and giving it to illegals. I'm like, this something is wrong. But we as believers of God, we really don't have to be scared and we don't have to worry. We do have to pray and make our petition known unto Almighty God. Now this we have to do. We have to tell him all about it. And we must obey the word of God. And we must obey God. Not just his word, because sometimes he'll speak to us. Uh, uh, Sometimes he'll tell us the right things to do. But we'll override that because we're thinking, oh, no, that can't be right. Oh, but it is. Stop yourself and consider the matter. Stop yourself and say, Lord, is this you speaking to me? But we're so busy running, ripping, going, blah, 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 blah. I'm guilty and raising my right hand. Until we overhear, overlook, push off the voice of the Lord. But I want to go here uh, in this place right here today, and then we're going over to Luke 21. And the outcome of this thing, if we obey God and we stay with him, it's going to look really wonderful for us. It's going to be really wonderful for us. But we got to stay with God. We got to obey his word. Yeah, not just read it and know it, but we must obey it and share it with others. Hallelujah. Looking at the book of Luke, no, this is 1 Samuel, I'm sorry. Looking at the book of 1 Samuel first, and I looked at the 21st verse, and then we'll go down maybe to the 24th. But it says, but the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. Now, uh, uh, Saul was going out to fight with the Amalekites. God told him to destroy the Amalekites. Everything they had, destroyed. Don't bring nothing back. Leave it over there. Burn it up, tear it up, whatever you want to do, but destroy it. Kill the Amalekite king, his family, just get rid of them, enemies. But they didn't do that. They didn't obey. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. Now he told you to destroy that foolishness, and you're going to bring it back and sacrifice it unto him? Let me tell you, people doing all kind of stuff today. In the church, 
at home. The deacon watching porn. Destroy that. Get rid of that. You're opening up a, a door that brings even more spirit. You never had a thought about a little girl. Now you're watching porn. Here come the thought of being with somebody, 12 or 13-year-old daughter. What would that be like? You never had a thought. You're a man and you're thinking about a little boy. Now here you open up the door. And all these different spirits come in. It just wasn't the spirits of lust between a man and a woman. And what you sitting around thinking uh, 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 she can do to you. But if you could watch another man with a woman, something wrong with you. See, you don't open up the wrong box. You don't open up the wrong door. He said, destroy it. Get rid of it. And definitely not sacrifice it unto me. Now, you know the enemy had strongly taken their mind. You're going to bring before God to give to him what he told you to utterly destroy? How can you do it? How can you have a wife and a girlfriend, preachers? How can you have a husband and a boyfriend, preachers? Women and men who say they are of God, not just the leadership, but those who went to the altar and said, I do, and then now they're saying they saved and they got God. And How can you do these bad things? How can you make these sacrifices unto God that he told you to destroy? Hmm. So let's move on to 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight, hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? He asked the question. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. You can see the people, you know, they, they started taking the sacrifices of God, they, 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 uh, and they loved the fat of rams, and, you know. 23 says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He has also rejected thee from being king. He's talking to Saul now. But listen, if he said this to Saul, what about us? What has we, he rejected from us? Huh? 24 says, and Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord. And I words, because I fear the people and obey their voice. Oh, we, we can't do that. Now, therefore, I pray thee, pardon my sin and turn again with me, that I may worship the Lord. Look, we can't be more afraid of people than we are of God. We got to obey the voice of the Lord, the word of God, not the voice of man, the voice of people. That's not what we should do. 
Because I remember Saul saying that Samuel, the people wanted to bring this back. The soldiers, this is what they wanted to do. But God told you as a leader, men in your house, God told you what can be in there and what can't be in there. Put it out of there. Don't let it in your house. It will destroy it from the inside. God said, destroy it. Get rid of it. Don't be partaker of it. Don't come paying no tithes and offering and all of that to me and tell me you're going to go and speak this. Don't do that. And you have not obeyed my voice and destroyed it, utterly destroyed it. Because we have to be careful. That thing will ease in there on you. So, oh, you can have this gold chain. It's real gold. And those are real diamonds, big diamonds. Because I like big, big chunks of jewelry. I like a lot of gold. I like big diamonds, emeralds, rubies, topaz. I like all of that. I'm from the South. But I know what the word of God says, and you can't come to me with that. You cannot come to me to my Bible. Can you come and be on this show uh, out in Hollywood? Now, and then you're going to come back and offer me something I can't take. Or the part that you offer me is against the things of God. I can't do it. I just have to keep being a poor preacher. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm not poor. I, I, I bind that up in Jesus' name. No, ma'am and no, sir. I am not poor. I serve a God that have all everything. The earth is here. The foot is thereof. The world and they that dwell there. I'm not poor by a long shot. But anyway, listen. We can't do these type things and expect for God to bless us. Women, be careful who you link up with. Come out, we friends. Be careful. Men, be careful out here of the women you see, especially single men. She got hair way down her back. It looks like it's growing out of head naturally. Her eyelashes are just fluttering and they just look natural. Let me tell you something. Be careful because you'll get your man thinking you got your woman. A, 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 a female that was born from birth. Not nobody that was transformed into a female. And that's not what you want. The men of God want what was born naturally from birth as a female. Yeah. So look at all of this. And look at the blame. Look, look, look how Saul played it. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, but I have transgressed the, command, the commandment of the Lord and thy words. See, the prophet told him what God said, but he didn't want to believe it. He didn't want to hear that. He didn't want to obey that. He heard it, but he didn't obey. I have transgressed the commandments of the Lord and thy words. In other words, your words, Saul, the prophet. Samuel, the prophet, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. He didn't do what God said. He did what the people said. 
25 says, Now therefore I pray thee, pardon my sin, and turn again with me that I may worship the Lord. Trying to get Samuel to get him back in. <laughs> ah, 26 says, And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord hath rejected thee from being king over Israel. And as Samuel turned about to go away, he laid hold upon the skirt of his mantle and ran it, tore it. Because Samuel knew. God said, don't do it, and we doing it. Ooh, ooh, what's coming? What's coming? And you going to put it back in God's face, what you did? And he said, don't do it. It's as if you're making a sacrifice unto him. Do you know who you're fooling around with? Do you know who got the power? <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. God has already spoken. But you decided you're going to do it your way. You're going to do it the way the people want you. You're going to do it the way mom and daddy said do it. God said don't do it. Obedience and the words of God is what I'm going to say right here. Obedience and the words of God. God inspired man to write his word so that he could leave a map, I'm going to say this morning, for us. He was going to leave instructions so we would know the right way or the wrong way that we are going. He loved us. And he wanted the best for us. Yeah, he did. And he still does. He don't want us out here fooling around with disobedience. That's not what God wants for us. And he don't want us hanging out with them who are going to be disobedient. Now, my mom used to tell me this birds of a feather flock together. Association bring on simulation. And when she said, I don't want you with that girl. I say, why, Mama? She said, because association uh, bring on simulation. Sooner or later, you're going to be acting like her because you're hanging out with her. And my mama didn't pull no punches. She was not a disciplinary. My dad was. But on certain things, she'll get with you right now. My mama said, and I don't want to kill you. I say, kill me? Yeah, I'll kill you over this because I'm asking you not to do this. Leave her alone. She's bad news. Evidently, her parents are not teaching her like we teaching you. We don't teach you drunk. So it's not a teaching, it's a telling. Don't do what I do, do what I say. I say, no, we teaching you to do what we do. If it's good enough for us, we know that it's good enough for you. Yeah. And, and sometimes I would sneak. So scared, though, that word get back to my mom that I'm hanging out with you. Or whatever she and I talked about, I tried to make sure it was out of my head by the time I got home because I didn't want to bring none of her in that house because my mom would knew and kill me. <laughs> oh, no, sir, no, ma'am. So, look, we over in Luke 20. 
and we're going all the way to the bottom of Luke 20, and this is somewhat tell us uh, what's going to go on to a certain degree in 21. But we're still talking about obedience and the words of God. In, in, in verse 47 of Luke 20, it says, Which devour widows' houses, and for a shoe make long prayers, the same shall receive greater damnation. Now, what he's talking about here is how these people, well, let's read it. Let's read 46. Beware of the scribes which desire to walk in long robes and love greetings in the markets and the highest seats in the synagogues and the chief rooms at feasts. You know these people that got these uh, titles? You, you know them. And if you just accidentally called them and not by their title, it could be some trouble. It could be an attitude problem. You could be shown no love because you didn't call them by their title. I know people left Jesus in the morning, left me, said they loved me, but they left me because I wasn't issuing out ministers' license. I wasn't making people apostles, especially people who was capable of killing somebody, murdering somebody. I'm talking about physical murder, dead. You didn't have the Holy Ghost. You out here talking. You doing all the talking. Not God. But you wanted me to license you. I could not do it. I would not do it. Because you got to obey God. You saw what happened to Saul. Took his anointing from Saul. How you right here operating without the spirit of the Lord when you done had a taste of that? I'm used to the Lord. All I got to do is say, Lord, what outfit to wear today? Do you know he'll show me what to put on? Lord, how much should I spend at Walmart? Do you know he'll tell me? Everything else I tried to get other than that budget that he just spoke to me, when I tried to get this other stuff, they was out of stock. Oh! Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. So look, these people like to be looked up to. He said, beware of the scribes, which desire to walk in long robes. You know, they, 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 every time you see them, they dressed up. Every time you see them, you know, uh, they're inviting you to the church or, or to that building. All of this stuff. And love greetings in the markets. You know, you see them in Walmart. Oh, there's Bishop so-and-so. And oh, Apostle so-and-so. And when the other people here, these people here just floats. Because <laughs> others heard their great title that they gave to themselves. And the highest seats in the synagogues and the chief rooms of feet. Oh, when they go to the church, well, to that building, they in the poor pit. You know, they up high because they're above everyone else. And the chief room at feast. 
you know, when they had a big banquet and they had an anniversary and they got an area for all preachers and the, the apostles and the bishop. He said, wish this vow widow houses. How many times they went over there and gave the widow anything? You know, her husband died. Somebody said, good morning, Jasmine. God bless you. Somebody said this. Well, I don't have nothing for her because she wasn't a member of my church. Oh, y'all hear me well this morning. I don't have nothing for him. He wasn't a member of my church. He's a widower. Widower. She's a widower. It, it ain't got nothing to do with what church she belonged to. Good works. That's what it's got to do. Honor. You, you love your title so much. Honor your title. Serve. I'm called to the office of an evangelist. It don't mean put me up on a pedestal, bow down to me, kiss my feet, tote my purse, bring me water, carry my Bible, drive my ride. It don't mean that. It means work. W-O-R-K. And guess what? Only God usually paying you. The people are not paying you. Because you're serving the poor. And God said the poor will always be among us. They don't have no $100 to give to you. They don't have no thousands of dollars to give to you. They can barely put shoes on their children's feet. But you working like you making $100, $125 an hour. Take care of the widow. That's what he said. Take care of the fatherless children. Some children don't have mom or dad. Now, that's what God said. I didn't say it. Look over there in Luke chapter 21 and verse 47, and it'll tell you what I'm telling you. And for a shoe, make long prayers. The same shall receive greater damnation. You're not helping nobody, but you're up there making all them long prayers. You're up there using all the big words and trying to move the people and make it sound anointed. You'll receive greater damnation. Now, that, that's where we're starting right there. Now, we're going on over to Luke 21. And we still talk about obedience and the word of God. And he looked up and saw the rich man casting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting in tithing two mites. She tithed two mites, which to me, two pennies. And he said of a truth, I say unto you, that this, wait a minute, this dropped. This poor widow has cast in more than they all. Now, now we're going to stop right there on three for a minute. You know it's people in the church that sacrifice to pay their way to be on the front row. To be acknowledged in a high place every week. And weak preachers, what they do is they really give these people more than they give anybody else. Because they pay in their way. 
They didn't they didn't put two pennies in the offering. They didn't put a dollar, seventy-five cents, because that's all they had. Some of these people work good jobs, big jobs, big money paying jobs. So uh they might bring five hundred dollars a week to the church is what they calling it, but it's the building. Because his house would be called the house of prayer. They're not praying for nobody up in there. What they're praying is that they get more tithes and offering in there. They get more members who are going to pay more. And he said of a truth, I say unto you that this poor widow has cast in more than they all. Verse 4 said, for well, all these have of their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God. But she of her penury has cast in all the living that she had. See, the rest of y'all, y'all, y'all working and, and, and got a little something so y'all can give. Your 10% and then your offering. This all this woman got. She, ain't got, she might be getting Social Security. She on disability. She may not be on none of that. She's selling cans, aluminum cans. You know how they drag the bags to the place and then they weigh them up and pay them. Or, or she might be collecting paper or whatever it was. It wasn't a whole bunch. Penry has cast in all the living that she had. She ain't got no money. Y'all working, y'all may have good savings and Y'all can afford to come and give $1,000 to the building. Verse 5 says, And as some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts, he said. Because you know that I got to have this money because I got to pay for this sanctuary. I got to pay for these seats. You know, the stained glass window I got. I got to pay for these chandeliers and uh, it may be hardwood floors today, or it may still be carpet or linoleum or, or whatever fancy floor they got. Over at the house of prayer, they got a church building. And the seats are not always so, so comfortable, but it's a spot to sit down when you're tired of standing up. The pulpit might have three chairs up there, four chairs or something, and they got the roster to stand to, and they don't even have a light. You know, on the top of the pulpit, you could turn a, a, a light on right there uh, on the roster. I mean, right there on the roster so you can see, but they don't have all that. <laughs> but it's a place where you can go in and receive prayer, and not only God heard, but he answered it's a place where you go in and the true word of God is coming forth. What God is talking about is going on in that building, not what no man is talking about. So the house of prayer don't have all this fancy stuff. Fear the seats and, and all of this. We're just glad to get up in the presence of the Lord. And every month God take care of or the payment on that building. They don't have no building fund and the this and the television broadcast and the, they don't have any of these things that man put in the building for the people to pay for because the house of prayer belong to God. 
and everything that the house of prayer need, God supply. You need communion uh, 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 stuff. Here it is. You need you need a table for communion. Here it is. You need a tablecloth to go over the communion. Here it is. Ushers to take care of the door of the house of prayer. Here they are, faithful. You need deacons to go to the hospital and serve, but many times in the house of prayer, it's not many. And so God sent the pastor to go serve at the hospital. Members going, he, somebody in the, in the house of prayer die. The, the pastor take care of everything with the family. Sometimes the house of prayer is not big enough. So he go and talk to another pastor, and they let them use their building to, to come and, 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 and do the homegoing celebration. But the House of Prayer don't have all of this glit and glamour. That's why I'm over there. <laughs> ah, that's why I go over there, over to Divine Truth and Deliverance Ministry. It's the house of prayer. Ain't no glitter and glam up in there. It's clean now. She going to keep it clean. Jack, Jackie Doe. <laughs> Y'all forgive me for laughing. Because I'm looking at her right now, looking around in the sanctuary, making sure everything picked up. But no glitter and glamour. There are no thousands of people over there. But who's over there, they mean God some business, and we come together to lift up the name of Jesus. We come together to let him have his way in his house. We don't know who needs what, but he knows. And when they come in, it's already been prepared for them to receive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me move on a little bit here. So verse 6 says, as for these things which ye behold, the days will come in the which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. He's talking about these buildings now. He's talking about the house of prayer. Are you sure you in the house of prayer? His will is being done in there. He's having his way in his house. Go back and look at it now. They was in there selling stuff and all of this. Jesus come and tore it up. Get out of here. You're turning my father's house into a den of thieves. My father's house shall be called the house of prayer. All right, let's move on. Verse 7 says, and they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? Look at man. Look at the natural. To see if I can prepare to stop it. To see if I can prepare to get out the way of it. That's us. Soon as they say we ain't got no more uh, uh, Clorox bleach, uh, we didn't have no more light towel and no more bleach white. Uh, they ran out of masks. They ran out of gloves. Honey, it was a catastrophe. What? Oh, Lord Jesus, what we going to do? What? As of these days which you behold, the days will come. In the which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? 
Now, why would you ask that? Because you think in some kind of way you can stop it or some kind of way you can prepare for it. We can't prepare for this foolishness that keep coming into America. We can't stop it. Whatever go on goes on. But are you in the are you a member of the house of prayer? Are you obedient unto God and his word? This is what's important. Not what's coming your way. Not what the country leadership is allowing. But are you in the house of prayer? Are you obedient unto God and his word? Are you doing the things that are pleasing and acceptable unto him? Is he your true Lord and Savior? Have you truly been born again of the water and the spirit? Is he the Lord of your life? Is Jehovah God the God of your life? Do you truly believe that God, Jehovah, so loved the world that he sent, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes on him won't perish but have everlasting life? Let's take self-inventory. Do you really believe that this morning? Because we believe the report of the enemy. We do what the people want us to do. You saw what Saul did. And he took that anointing from him. And he took the title of king from Saul. And he made, allow Saul to look like a real fool. You trying to kill David and David trying to spare you. David went over and cut a piece of that robe to show him. If I wanted you dead, oh king, you would be dead. But I refuse to touch God's anointed and do God's prophet, no harm. Sometimes we can think and do some of the dumbest stuff ever, and God just shaking his head, I'm sure, just looking. Sometimes I'm sure we make him cry. I'm sure some days we make him weep. They told me sometimes we crucify Jesus all over again. And he said in verse 8, take heed that ye be not deceived. Listen to this. And he said, it's in that red writing, you know, that's what Jesus said now. That's what God said in the red writing. And he said, take heed that ye be not deceived. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. And the time draws near. Go ye not therefore after them. Don't fool with that. Don't touch it with a 10-foot pole to my I am Christ. He says, but when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified and don't be scared. For these things must come to pass. But the end is not by and by. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Good news over in Luke 21. Good news, everybody, ain't that good news? Over in Luke 21. But when you shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass. But the end is not by and by. It's not over with. 
Verse 10 says, then said he unto them, nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Now, this Jesus telling us this. It's in that red writing again. <laughs> Verse 11 says this, and great earthquakes shall be in divers places and famines and pestilences and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. It's going to be uh, from heaven. So Jehovah is what? He's the God of heaven and he's the God of earth. We are his people and he loves us. He so loved us, he's making sure we are straight. He so loves us, he's making sure we have more than we need. But when we think of more than we need, we think of materialistic things. We think of money. We think of a better position. Now, spiritual things. When you hear of these things, don't be fearful. Don't be afraid. I'm giving you a heads up on everything. I'm telling you what will come. Nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, great earth quakes shall be in divers places and famines and pestilence and fearful sights and great signs shall be from heaven. But before all these they shall lay their hands on you. Look at this now. And persecute you. Delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. It's still that red writing. It's still Jesus talking. But before these things take place, the earthquakes and divers places and famines and pestilence and fearful sights and great signs from heaven, before all rumors and, and wars of rumors, and all, before all of this take place, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogue and into prisons being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. Didn't Apostle Paul go through this? They took him from place to place. Apostle Paul, Peter, they whipped him and out for the name's sake of Jesus Christ. Paul was saw on his way to Damascus to lock up Christians, kill them, or whatever he felt he needed to do. And he had the command from the high chief. But on his way to Damascus, God knocked him off the horse and asked him, why are you prosecuting me, Saul? Say, Lord, I, I, he said, when you're doing this to these people, you're doing it to me. Right then, Saul realized that that same Jesus that they had crucified, he was the Lord of Lords. He was King of Kings. He was the Son of the true and living God, Jehovah, that have all power. Hallelujah. That's what he said. Now, he came on and he said this in 13, and it should turn to you for a testimony. See, let me tell you something about God. If you're willing to go through, he'll bring you out. The songwriter said, I've learned how to live holy. See, some of us haven't learned this yet. I'm still working on my holiness. Hallelujah. Daily. I got to work on this thing. But the songwriter said it best. The songwriter said, I've learned how, hey, God, to live holy. 
I've learned how, you, how to live right. I've learned how to suffer. Because if I suffer, see, learning these things, I'm going to gain eternal life. When I see Jesus, I can say amen. I can agree because I've gone through these things, but I come out the fire. Ooh, not smelling like smoke. There was no sweat, no black on me, nowhere, no no burn, my, nothing, because I've learned how to live holy. I've learned how to live right. I've learned how to suffer, because I know that if I suffer, huh, I'll gain eternal life. Hallelujah. Amen goes right there this morning. After all of these things, he said, and it should turn to you for a testimony. That means you're still going to be here. That means you're still going to serve him. <laughs> that means you're still going to continue on in him. Look, the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy. He's going to bring all these things to take you out. But you got to learn to live holy. You got to learn to suffer. You got to learn righteousness. Let your faith be counted as righteousness before God because you believe him so. Come on with your testimony. <laughs> it's your turn to you for a testimony. Even if you don't get to share it with nobody else, which I'm sure you will share it with yourself. I tell myself many days I think back over the things God brought me through. Hey, even in my younger days before I come to him in the fullness, had that old, God, that old uh, form of godliness and denying the power thereof. I'm honoring God with my lips but my heart somewhere else. Yet he took care of me. Some days I sit on the couch and just look back. I look back at that old self-put-together marriage <laughs> that I did myself. Didn't turn out right. Just messed up from the word go. God wasn't in it. I was in it. I chose, he chose. And I look at all these things that took place, even with my children, by how God worked it out. Yeah, how God taught me. Show me. Oh, you're looking at the big curls and the green eyes and the bow leg and the and the fineness. Okay, let me show you what all that's about. When that heart opened up the dirt, mm, the torment, the torture, what he had been through in his childhood, I had no clue. We hadn't gone through the same things in childhood. I didn't have abusive parents. I had loving, kind, and gracious parents who said what they meant and meant what they said. And they loved me enough to teach me right from wrong. And they loved me enough to get down behind when I was out of place and they don't want me. That's all. He didn't have that. And really, we was not compatible. So I'm learning from him, but I'm not learning the good things of life. I'm learning the bad things of life because that's what he focused on because of what he had gone through and who he had become. Yeah. But all of that turned out for a testimony unto me. You heard what I just told you, didn't you? That's a testimony unto God. Bad things, ugly things went on. 
Yeah. What woman want to uh, know her husband cheating or having a baby with another woman? Who that is enjoying it? But at the times, if only I had known, I would have paid him to walk away. Go on about your noise. I, I don't even have to know about your business because it's not mine. I don't. Testimonies, he said, you're going to come out with. Now, this, even if they done delivered you up to the synagogue and put you in prison and brought you before kings and rulers for his sake, you still going to come out with a testimony. Paul, Peter. Mm-hmm. Those sellers came out with testimonies. After all was done to them. You know they beat them. And then sent them on their way. Don't talk about Jesus no more. Are you crazy? How am going to stop talking about my creator? How am going to stop talking about the true and living God that made me for his pleasure? 14 says, settle it therefore in your hearts. Not to meditate before what ye shall answer. Settle it in your heart. Know these things going to take place. And don't take no thought for what you got to say. Don't take no thought for no answer, what they might ask you. No, 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 no. See, that's what they did back up here. Let's see what verse that was where they did that. They did that up around, uh, wait a minute, we coming on to it, y'all. I, got, I think it was seven. Uh, they did that in verse seven of Luke 21. And they asked him, saying, Master, but when shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? They did all that back up there in verse 7. So no need to ask no questions. Just settle in your heart that these things come into pass and wait for me. Huh? Trust me. Believe in me. Stand still and know that I am God. Hallelujah. I'm going to run right quick and come back, okay? 15 says, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom. Lord, that's what I need today. I need your words and wisdom, God. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gain, say, nor resist. Look a here, look a here, look a here. Huh? I told you it was good news over in Luke 21. You may go through some things, but he going to bring you out, baby, if you stay with him. Sugarfoot, stand on his word, and after standing, stand some more. You're standing on the sure foundation. It won't give in. It won't collapse. Trust God with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He going to direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear God and depart from evil. Huh? He going to bring you out with a testimony. He going to make your adversaries look like fools. <laughs> Pray for them that despitefully use you here, Sugarfoot. Don't talk about them. Don't gossip, honey bunny. Pray for them. You got to love them anyway. He said, love your enemies. Look what's happening now. Look what's happening. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom. 
which all the adversaries shall not be able to gainsay or resist. Huh? I never heard that before. I must be wrong. Oh, I done did Bobby wrong. Oh, I never heard this before. I must have done did something against God. 16 says, and ye shall be betrayed both by parents, look at this, and brethren, and kinfolks, and friends, and some of you shall they cause to be put to death. But you're not dying for your own sake, you're dying for his sake. If you don't suffer for him, you can't reign with him. And if they kill you, you know you you coming back with him. You reigning with him. Oh, he got a spot for you in the mansion just over the hill. Huh? Yeah. But he told you, sell it in your hearts. Just go on and notice to take place. And not to meditate before what you shall have. You, you ain't got to even think about it. It's happening? Okay, Lord. Strengthen me through this. If they're going to cut my head off, strengthen me, God. If they're going to shoot me down, strengthen me. If they're going to hang me, strengthen me. If they're going to stone me, Lord, strengthen me. I don't want to give up nothing for your sake. If this is the way it's going to be, it's going to be. I thank you for the opportunity to die for your sake, not my own. I'm not trying to save me for me. If I'm trying to save me, it'll be for you that I can continue to spread your word. I can continue to make known your deeds among the people. I can continue to lift you up so that you'll draw men unto you. Huh? But we haven't learned to live holy. We haven't learned to live right. We haven't learned to suffer. We haven't learned obedience unto the word and words of God. We, we ain't got that yet. We still trying to save our own life when our life should be hid in Christ. We try to save a building that God didn't give us. We chose it. If he give you something, he going to keep it going. And my father's house shall be called the house of prayer. I got to wrap it up. He said, and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake now. So don't thank you, buddy, buddy, with everybody and everybody laugh in your face and pat you on the back. You're doing such a wonderful job. Uh-uh. <laughs> you hate it, the people that hate you too. And people really don't like you when you stand for the truth. That's why you stand alone. You ain't got a bunch of folks beating your door down. You ain't got a bunch of folks just all over you. They might be over the work that you're doing. They want what you're doing now. But loving you, forget it. They didn't love him like that. They used him for the fish and the loaves, I'm trying to tell you. They used him for raising the dead, healing the sick. They used him for money. Go down there, uh, uh, Judas. Whoever, go get the money out the fish mouth. Come pay the taxes because we're going to render under God was God and render under Caesar's was Caesar. Judas want to put it in the money bag because he was over the money bag and still doing his thing. And you got many like that today in leadership in the church. And you got some of them that's sitting in the pews 
just smile because if they was in that position, they'd do that or worse. Come on, somebody clap your hands. Tell God, thank you for the truth. He said in 17, I didn't say it. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. It's in the red writing, y'all. Yeah, it's in the red writing. And the Bible that I got, the one who put it together and everything public, they said that red writing, that's Jesus talking. <laughs> and I believe it. Mm-hmm. 18 said, but there shall not an hair on your head perish. They can hate me all they want to. But they won't be able to touch me. They talk about me. They don't lie on me. They don't discuss me. But nothing they can do. Because no weapon formed against me shall prosper. God know the very intent of my heart. And I love people. I'm just not going to hang on to foolishness. I'm just not going to hang on to your cause. Yeah. I remember coming to Jesus in the morning prophesying, boy, people was coming. Y'all hear me? Oh, boy, they was running over there. And when I saw that, I said, Lord, don't let these people come to get to you through me. They want a word. They don't want the word. And, Lord, even nothing wrong with it. A word from the Lord because that encourages us. But Lord, I prefer that they get the word more. And that way they're not seeking a word, they're seeking all your words. Lord, would you cut it off? Listen. He did just that. And from that day to this, and I, I haven't been able to just give it all to you like that. Mm-mm. Because if we seek God, diligently seek him, he will reward us. I know people, that's all they want. Well, if all you're doing is getting a word, what you're doing with the word? You ain't in the word. You're waiting on a word. The word is all 66 books from Genesis to Revelation. That's what the word of God is. A word is when he speaks to you and tells you you're going to get the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. A word is when he tells you that position you applied for, you're next in line. Given three days, the position is yours. And within three days, the supervisor manager calls you in and offer you the position. That's A word. But after A word done passed, what you stand on? You waiting for the next A word to come along? A word is when he tell you, uh, he send me or whoever he sent to tell you that house you applied for is yours. The mortgage company going to approve you for this amount of money. And within the next month, you'll be signing off on your house. Within the next seven days, they done call you and told you where to meet at the mortgage company so y'all can pass the papers around and sign and give you the keys to your new house. That's a word. The word is when you go to God. He don't come to you right then. You go to him. 
in the word. Because you're looking at Proverbs 3, 5 through 7 again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to you. You're looking over in Luke 21 and knowing that they're going to hate you because they hated him. But yet not a hair is going to perish, a hair on your head. See, that that's when you, you're looking for the word. You're looking over in Revelations. You're seeing where he said that uh, he got a problem with you. <laughs> He's got an alt with you because uh, uh, he's going to have to let you go back and do your first work. That's the word of God. Many don't want to be there. They just simply want a word. And people will worship you when you give them a word. Now, I, I, I want to stop right here too. 18 says, but there shall not a hair on your head be. Uh, your head perish. 19 says, in your patience possess ye your souls. In in your patience possess ye your souls. 20 says, and when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Where they at? Who they been fooling with? But they, he told us to pray for Jerusalem. We'll prosper if we love them. So we got to pray for Jerusalem. Yeah. We got to lift up the name of Jesus wherever we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we thank God this morning for his word. And I, I pray that somebody got the, the, the gist of this, Luke 21. There's some things going to come about, but the good news is <laughs> he delivering us. This used to encourage Brother Lewis so much. When he and I were talking, I would tell him about different things coming to pass. He said, and what? I said, well, God said he's going to take care of us. Oh, that made his day right there. I said, well, God said he's going to take care of us, Lewis. All of the food put up because he was a noonday prepper. Ain't that what they call a doomsday prepper? I'm talking about noonday. <laughs> he was a prepper from his heart. And he used to give me special kind of birthday gifts that people don't usually give for birthdays. <laughs> but I understood him and I knew what he was trying to do for me. And to make sure I was taken care of and to make sure I was blessed. But I used to tell him in the day, Lord, I got a word. Lord, I have the spirit of God. <coughs> and, and you know, he was like, you know, you're my sister. Yes, yes, I'm your sister and I know you love me. And just like you prepare for your house, because I don't have a husband and I live alone, you want to help me to prepare for mine. But Louis, I'm covered. Great is he that lives within me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, that's why many days I can um, think about Louie and, and smile, think about Louie and laugh, yeah, because I feel in my heart I treated him right, and I feel in my heart as a sister in Christ, and this is what he considered me, he considered me as his pastor. Sherry considers me as her pastor. 
That's why you said, Barbara, I called and I called. I tried to, I couldn't get a hold of you. I couldn't find it. Yeah. And some days I thought I should have did much better by Sherry and Lewis staying in touch as they're getting older. Yeah. My heart desire was for one thing, I'm sure he is, and hers was another. But nonetheless, God did what he needed to do for Louis. And he was going to bring Sherry out. We just keep the prayer. Just keep asking the Lord, keep talking to the Lord about Sherry. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. What a beautiful couple. And if I'm their pastor, what beautiful members. What beautiful members of the house of prayer. When he served, she served. Whatever he did for somebody she wanted to do. If he trusted them, Sherry trusted them. <laughs> beautiful. We go to the Cracker Barrel. Lou and I talking, her and Shante talking. See, they spoke the same kind of language, intellectual stuff, you know. Me and Lou, we, we just country folk down, you know. We don't know about all this highfalutin. Now, he was smart. Ooh, we. A researcher and smart. Oh, my goodness. God blessed him real good. But this Luke 21 was his thing. <laughs> and he gave it to me. Yeah. And it blessed me. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful unto Almighty God. I want to say good morning to you, Brother Anthony. I missed you, I missed you the other day now. <laughs> good morning to you, Sister Rose Brown, my wicked, wicked, wicked. Orange Park is not the same. Oh, no, not without that wiki over there on that porch. And it's warming up, too. Oh, yeah, we sit out there. Everybody come by holler. Hey, wiki! <laughs> I miss them days, Rose Brown. Good morning to you, Sister Rita. God bless you this morning. Good morning to you, CR. And I wanted to say this, too. You have people, they seeking God because they need to know which way to go. And they're not trying to make no mistakes. And they're not trying to step out on their own. But they want the things of God and they're seeking what God promised them. That, that, that's Pastor David and Sion. That's them two right there. They don't love me because of a word. They love me because of the word. You have people like this right here. You got people, the only way they're coming is if they really need some instructions and they feel like you heard from God or, or maybe you can hear from God for them to give good directions that they don't step out on their own. I can remember calling Pastor David asking a question because he is the man of his house now, rough, rugged, and real. And I can remember calling and explaining some things that God had told me to do because I, I, I just wanted to do it because I know God said it, but, but I couldn't override the authority. You know, I, I couldn't come above power. So I had to go to him and, you know, ask him and then explain to him what God had done. And he said, oh, my God. I mean, he was so shocked at what God was doing. 
You see, he wasn't caught. They weren't getting together calling me every night. Hey, have you heard anything from the Lord? Do you have a word? They wasn't doing that. They heard what God said and they started doing what they believed they needed to do and draw closer to him and waited for him. And as they waited, he began to work. God began to show up. And when he got through, he showed up. Huh? <laughs> so you got people like this. Good morning to you, Jasmine Robinson. God bless you this morning, Jazzy Jazzy. <laughs> I'm so glad you used that nickname. I gave her that nickname, Jazzy, here, because uh, her name is Jasmine. And uh, I call her Jazzy. And so she started saying it, too. I'm Jazzy. Okay, then. Yes, you are. Uh-huh. Y'all keep uh, a jazz in your prayers. Keep her lifted up before the Lord for me. Good morning to you, Sister Irene. God bless you this morning. Thank God for you, Sister. I thank God for you. And many mornings I see you in the studio, and it just encourages and blesses me because I remember the day that God put Australia and the U.S. of Florida in place and grew it in the sisterhood, grew it into a great friendship. Hallelujah. All the way from Florida to Australia, from Australia to Florida. I know there's nothing too hard for him to do, but sometimes when things manifest right before your eyes, you're like, he's doing it. He did it. Yeah. And not just stop there, but he uses her to be encouragement and a blessing many days. So thank God for you. Thank God for you, Sister Irene. Dorothy Goodman. <laughs> Good morning, and God bless you, honey, buddy. Yeah. I remember when Sister Dot came. She was not too long from getting ready to retire. And uh, I had put something out there, some kind of advertisement, and she checked it out, and she liked what she heard and been coming ever since. That's been some years ago. And I got the chance to go down to Gopher and meet her family, her daughter, her granddaughter, and a husband. And Pastor David, he ain't one to just come and get in the conversation. He sits back, you know. It's like he in there, but he ain't really in that conversation. He's sitting back observing. Yeah, baby Kate. See our daughter. Their daughter came and she participated. And uh, when I got ready to leave there, everybody was in on the conversation and everybody loved everybody right then. And I could I said, hey, these my kind of people. I can, <laughs> I can hang out with them. I said, it that's Sion. Yeah, that's my girl. Uh, yeah, that's my girl right there, Dot. That's my girl. And so we left and went on, and we stayed in touch. And they came to visit. Uh, the women came, you know, Kate, Dot, and Sion. We ate crabs and everything. Sion explained some things. And I went on. and But I could see something. I could see the true love she had for her husband, I, you know, I, women ain't going to tell what they've been talking about. But God worked everything out. <laughs> and some days I look at it and laugh. I don't tell them, but I look at it and laugh because I know God is true. So Dot brought a family. Yeah. Birthday, Christmas, uh, uh, Jesus in the morning, uh, a prayer club, prayer request club. Wherever she can work, 
that, that's where you'll find dot. When I put something like that dot right on it, right behind it, Irene too. I love all that kind of carrying on. Yeah. So dot finally retired and everything, and it was a beautiful thing for me. <laughs> she came every morning. So I thank God for these people. But Anthony, y'all know that's like my son. I don't care what anybody think or say. I don't even care what he think or say. Uh-huh. That's like my son. And anything happen, if he don't call me and I find out an inkling, I get with him. You better know I'll get with him. Yeah. So he have called me, Miss Barbara, this and that, that and that. Uh-huh. Okay. I go praying, you know. And I know God going to move. And I'm telling you, he ain't seen nothing yet, Anthony. God ain't through with you yet, son. And ooh, we things he's bringing the way. I don't know if you even ready for this. It's such a big surprise. <laughs> oh, I thank him today. I thank him. Hallelujah. That Rose Brown, y'all, I've been knowing Rose over 50 years. <laughs> I knew her mom, her dad, her brother. Yeah. Her mom made the world's greatest million-dollar pie uh, with pineapple and pea. Mm. Oh, that thing is just, My niece make it every year for Thanksgiving right now. Still do it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I know that Rose Brown. Yeah. Sister Rita, that's Rose Brown niece, we call her. And uh, I met Rita over at Rose's house, and uh, we hit it. We had been hitting it all because she had been coming to the show. And... Um, been coming for years now, Sister Rita. Yeah. I, her son, Kyle. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. The most handsomest young man you want to see. And he was going up to do some modeling and things. I said, boy, look at Rita with a beautiful son. He ain't just handsome. He beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And so we thank God. We thank God for each and every one of the boat ride all the way out of Pennsylvania. Uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I went up to do a service with uh, Bishop Scott and Evangelist Teresa Scott and Apostle Boatwright come over. Yeah, and ever since then, we've been in connection. Yeah, so uh, every now and then, uh, she sees something I put out there, especially if it's something I need help with. She come right on to the rescue. Yeah, and so I thank God for her. And I thank God for her beautiful mother. She sent me the whole colorful program. And um, my daughter and I, we're going to look at that thing and model some stuff. Yeah, after what Apostle Boatwright did. That was absolutely amazing and beautiful, Apostle. Yeah, but the way they wrote everything up for her mother's homegoing celebration. Yeah, it was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, so I want to model some stuff, and uh, it would be all right in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So listen, we are going over. Let me go to one request right quick. And uh, when we come back, Sister Dot, if you're ready, I will be ready. Yeah, I certainly will. All right, now, I know I had another one. All right, right here.
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah, Miss Yolanda Adams. And this battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. If we're his, we're not fighting. He's doing the fighting for us because the victory already won. We have, the day we came to him, we had the victory. But we don't like to wait. We, we, we don't have patience. We, 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 we many times have problems letting patience have her perfect work so that we can be entire and wanting for nothing. Uh, Sometimes we just can't do it because it's, it's just on us so. They done cussed us out. They <laughs> made us mad. We just can't let vengeance be his. We just got to touch it. We just got to look at it. If I could just say one word, I feel better. Yeah. But the battle is not ours. It's the Lord's. He said they're going to hate us because they hated him. That is his. He said we were coming out with a testimony. Yeah. Just settle in our mind that they hate us. Settle in our mind we ain't going to be right with them. And settle in our minds whatever we say, they won't agree with it because they don't like the truth. Hallelujah. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm grateful unto him for that this morning. I feel all right right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to his majesty. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. Okay, Sister Dot, let me open your mic because I done got excited right quick. Good morning again. God bless you. How are you? Good morning. I'm blessed. And good morning to all the listeners. Amen. Amen. Okay, so what do you have for number one, Sister Dye? Um, How many times a day was Daniel in the habit of praying to God? And uh, my answer is three times a day. And that was found in Daniel chapter six, verse ten. Okay, that's what that's what I have. And uh I wanted to go over there and look at that sister dot because I don't know why I was thinking it was seven times. Seven times a day Daniel prayed. And uh <laughs> And that's why it's good to go back over stuff, you see. So awesome mm-hmm. thing, yeah. Because Daniel chapter 6 and 10 says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber towards Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Yes, ma'am, it, it is correct. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10, Sister Dot. Okay, what you have for number two? Uh, what is the prominent theme of Michael? Um, I, the answer I have is uh, themes of judgment and hope. Okay. And I... I put Michael chapter 3, 5 through 12. Okay. 
Because it gave me Michael 1. It gave me Michael chapter 1. I'm trying to remember where where it's at right quick. But judgment. Yeah, because what is the prominent, prominent theme of Michael? It was judgment. Because they had graven images up and stones and idols and snakes and owls and dragons and all kind of stuff. And uh, God had to judge these people. Yeah. He said he was going to make Samaria as a heap of the field and as plants of the vineyard. And I will pour down the stones thereof into the valley. And I will discover the foundations thereof. Yeah. So I'm going to use the book of Micah uh, for our answer. Okay. uh, Moving right along, Sister Dot. What do you have for number three? I need to look at this right quick, too. Um, David claims that this is the location of the throne of God. And the answer I have is in heaven. And that was found in Revelation chapter 4, verse 2. Okay. And David claims that this is the location of the throne of God. And that's what I put to in heaven. And it told me, I had to go to it. Wait a minute, Sister Dot. Over in, what this is, Psalms 103 and 19. Let me take a look at that right quick. Because I want to be correct in what I'm doing here. And if you got the right answer too, we both got the right answer. We are good to go. 103 and 19. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm there, I'm there, let me get there. All right, it says, The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. So that's the right answer, uh, Sister Dot, in heaven. And give us give us your scriptures again. Um, Revelation chapter 4, verse 2. Okay, Revelation Four and two. Okay. Well, I know it's the correct answer in heaven. And we read it out of Psalms 103. You read it out of Revelations 4 and 2. And so we good to go right there. All right. And what do you have for number four? <laughs> According to the biblical law, what percentage of a person's wealth belongs to the Lord? And the answer is 10%. And that was found in Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing I have, Sister Dot, 27 and 30. And I'm going right there right now. <laughs> yeah, because this helps us all. Because see, like the other time, it'll give you something sometime and it's not all the way there. We can, we got to dig and all. Uh-uh. 
Okay, so Leviticus 27 and 30 says, and all the little, all the tithes of the land, all the tithes of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. Uh, but it didn't give us no percentage, did it? All, well, it says all the tithes and all the tithes of the land. Okay. And that's what he said, uh, 10%. And I have to agree 100% with you, Sister Dot. Because even all the type is 10%. He didn't say no more than that. Mm -hmm. And look what they was given, land or seed of the land or the fruit of the tree. Yeah, so if I had a big garden, I could go over and tie, you know, off of my garden. And somebody was going to come along in dire need of some groceries. And they mm -hmm. had okra and whatever they needed over there. I thought that was a beautiful thing. Today we give money and call it a day. It's easier. It's easier. I ain't got to get no horse and buggy or horse and wagon and bring the stuff over to the church. You know, the house of prayer. I, I don't have to uh, go and butcher a few hogs and, you know, that I'm going to sell. And what I get off the hogs, what's left, I may be able to bring some, you know, uh, uh, meat over to the church or cattle or whatever, birds or chickens or whatever, because money made it easier. And then the church can go and purchase what they really like and what they really want to have than just, you know, taking hand-me-downs. And uh, I know that if we still did some of that, because if, if that's all we had, I know God would receive it. You know, we pray that he receive our tithes and offerings and uh, our seed planting. So I believe he still would accept it and give us credit for it. We yet would be blessed. He said he would open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing we don't have room enough to receive. I can remember giving 10% and God give 100. Huh? What? What you say about? Oh, yeah. When I plant seeds, you know, God make them spring back up quickly. Most times the same day. Because he know I need the money. <laughs> he know I got bills to pay. Huh? And yeah. he don't need the money. It's just a act of obedience. And so since I'm going to obey, here it is back, Barbara, gone, whatever. Yeah. I'm thankful unto him. So listen, we going to number five. What you got, Sister Dot? Um, what did Cornelius the centurion do to Peter when he was brought before him? Um, Cornelius fell down at Peter's feet and was worshiping him. Uh-huh. And that was found in Acts chapter 10, verse 25. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Not on that same page. Yep, that's where I got it from, too. He fell at his feet over in Acts 10 and 25. Yeah, that was a beautiful mm -hmm. thing right there. Because um, Cornelius gave much alms to the poor. Yeah, he was a kind man, you know, and he wanted to do good. 
But how many know just doing good is not all we need sometimes? What we need is the spirit of the Lord living in us. We need greater in our hearts. And so the angel of the Lord come and told him to send down to Joppa and get Peter. I know some of y'all remember this. And Peter was on the housetop. He was at another Peter's house <laughs> over by the seashore, you know. And he was on the housetop and God was showing him. Because, see, back during them times, uh, they didn't eat pork and shrimp and catfish. and uh-uh, They didn't eat like that. The Gentiles did. People like us, you know, we ate what we wanted. Pig's feet, you know. Hog head cheese. Chips. <laughs> we, we ate all this nonsense. But them people, that, that wasn't their diet. So he showed him, you know, all of this stuff. And Peter was like, what is this, Lord? You know, I ain't never ate nothing unclean. He told him, whatever I made, don't call it unclean. All right? Mm-hmm. Because another thing, too, I know this. When I pray over my meal, or if my hands touch it, it's blessed. God did. So look, um, he let him know there was some men that did for him and go on with the men. And he went on back to Cornelius' house. And, it was, and Cornelius had gathered up everybody to hear what Peter was coming to say. All his family, all his friends, you know, the close ones that he loved, he brought them on in. His servants, you know, that he cared about, he brought them on in there. Peter came and gave him the word and let him know this thing is not just for Jews. It's for Gentiles, too. It's for whosoever will, let him come. You see how quick God changed that thing? For us. That we can mm-hmm. have a right to the tree of life. Because he saw some of us would receive him and live right before him the best that we could. Some of us would love him and do what's pleasing and acceptable unto him at any cost. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. So he opened the door and made a way for me that I could receive him as my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. And he showed me he died for me just like he did the Jew. Just like he did the Greek. Hallelujah. Anybody mm-hmm. else? On that day of Pentecost, it was all kind of Italians. All kind of people was there from different nationalities. Yeah, and they heard in their own language. Ooh, it must have been something to see right there. Yes, Lord. I even think like this uh, when I hear about Lydia. And uh, Priscilla and Aquila, and the things they was doing. I think Lydia was the woman of purple who sold purple stuff. I could just imagine uh, when I heard about Mary went to see Elizabeth, and 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 it, you know I just sit and I could see this. I could see this happening. I've been on the mountain, you know, when he was teaching. Yeah, in my mind I go. You know, when they let the man down through the roof on the bed so that Jesus could heal him, I was right there looking. I, I could see Peter said, let him, let him down. Let him on down in here now, y'all. Come on. Because they knew Peter. <laughs> he was a swordsman. <laughs> and Peter did not mind fighting. And God had to do some delivering in that good brother. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Cut the soldier ear off. Hey, Peter. 
If you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. He still was trying to teach Peter in his worst hour. Because Peter would cuss you out and cut you at the same time. That used to tickle me. Yeah. I was there when he came up to the house and they was mourning and weeping and blah, 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 all of that because the girl was in the bed and in a deep sleep. And when Jesus went in, they laughing, you know. What are you going in there to do? She dead. He went on in there, and when he come out, she come out too. All the morning and laughter stopped. Yeah. I was looking at it when the woman with the issue of blood made her way and just touched the hem of his garment. I could see everything dried up. Yeah, I could see all of that in my mind, you see. Every now and then, I like to go back there. I like to go back there when Israel got to the Red Sea. Yeah, I could see Moses talking to the Lord, and you know, I could see the sea opening up, and they going on a cross, and a ways behind them is Pharaoh and his army. I could see when they got to the other side, Pharaoh got in there, and the sea closed up on them. I could see all of this. Yeah, I could see him putting the blood over the doorposts, many different things. Yeah, I could see men and when they had a son, they was so excited to have a son. Yeah, God bless. I could see the apostles when they were down on the, out on the water and Jesus was coming through them. And they had no clue who they would become in him. Hallelujah. Fishers of men. And that's who we should be today. Fishers of men. Don't let nobody tell you because you're a woman you can't fish. Don't let nobody tell you because you're a woman you can't run the house of God. Don't let nobody tell you because you're a woman you shouldn't preach the truth to men. Because if that was the case, if I wouldn't be here doing this, a man would be doing it. God is no respecter of persons. When we get up, he's neither male nor female. It's the spirit of God. And see, people don't understand that. They look into the person. Now, I'm looking for the spirit of God. I'm looking for where God is speaking through a man or woman's mouth. I'm looking for a house where God is in it. I'm not looking for your house. Mm Mm-mm. Many times in houses, it don't be the right thing. But in the house of prayer is what I'm looking for today. And it's not the name of the of a church. It's who the church is. It's the way of the church. Yeah, not the name. Hallelujah. God is safe. I got to put my uh, next set up, Sister Dot. We going to okay. set nine. Yeah, we going to set nine. And I, I'm going to put this with the rest. and. Uh-oh. And then we'll come back and quiz ourselves one day and, you know, just check it out, make sure we're on the right page and that we are doing the right thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, look, I'm going to go to one more song because the studio is still open this morning. We have some time. So if you have something uh, you would like to say, press that number one and come on in. And it is already all right. Hallelujah. Let's go to this one. I like Dion. Well, Dion, can I get you to play? 
She was talking to Sion or somebody. But anyway, yeah, I thank God this morning because that scripture caused uh, me to be less stressful, worrying, and oh, it could have been so bad. But I thank God I found that scripture and I started to obey it, meditate, walk in it, or oh, it made my life so much easier. Took this stuff off of me. I gave it to God and ran on. Hallelujah. All right, bro, I'm going to coming at you right now. Good morning, sir. God bless you. How are you? 
Let's holla, baby. Good morning, Miss Barbara. Good morning, everybody listening. First of all, I just want to give God thanks for waking me up this morning. Thanks for life, help, and strength, keeping my right mind allowing me to see another another day I've never seen before. Thank you for the activity of my limbs. Thank God for who he is to me, what he's doing in me, where he brought, where he brought me from, and where he's taking me at. And just blessed to be here. And hearing y'all voice and y'all hearing mine. And uh, just thank God for fellowship and for this ministry, this show as well. And uh, just thank God for everything that you're doing. Uh, just thinking back yesterday, I hadn't talked to my the boys in a couple couple of days. And uh, just show you how fast they grow. Uh, you know, uh, my, my oldest son. About to turn 18 in uh, in May, and uh, you know he already sound like a grown man. What's all deep? And then my my baby boy, you know he 10 now, but you know I could just hear his voice. You know he his voice different, and you know he growing. And my my middle son, uh, Trevor, you know he, his voice too. And you know I I just thank God for. You know, just how God raised, you know, put my grandmother in my life and, you know, how she raised me. And now I can look back and reflect on how she raised me and how my children are, you know. And, you know, uh, a lot of children, you know, don't kind of disrespectful, don't got no manners, you know, and don't know how to say yes, sir, no, sir, you know. But, you know, even with my, my middle son that has autism, you know, that's, he say yes sir, no sir, you know, and that's something I stored in him, you know, and he talked very knowledgeable for the for the be, you know, to have autism, you know, and I just thinking about all my old fiance, she you know, she was just mentioning the other day how well behaved, you know, how well behaved they is and how respectful they is, you know, and uh you know, they just was letting me know that, you know, the time that I was there and, you know, me being in their life, you know, that, you know, what I installed in them that is still, that, that seed's still planted, you know, and it's still still growing. And, you know, I I just try to encourage them the, the best I can. And, you know, I let them know I love them, you know, and, you know, they somewhat understand my situation to, you know, a certain extent because they, you know, being the age they is, but now that, you know, they're getting older, you know, they're, they're able to understand more, you know, and, you know, they don't hold no regrets towards me. You know, they I let them know, you know, uh, even in uh, getting stuff that they need, you know, I, I tell them, you know, it, you know, I, I had to work hard for what what, you, what I got y'all, you know, and it ain't, you know, it don't grow on trees, you know, and they, you know, I try to install it, install it and, and put in their mind and their mindset too, you know, they got to work to get what they want, you know, and, you know, we just got to do that, you know, as well as, you know, uh, raising them, you know, the right way, you know, raising them in church, you know, and uh, uh, letting them know the word, you know, and getting them to read the word. And that's the one thing that when I was young, my grandma did, you know, she would, she would get homes and that's, Basically, where we stayed at in songs, you know, and that's what she did. She get that 23rd song, 
still let us read it, and we just read songs because that was the, you know, one of the easiest books to read. You know, for especially with younger children, you know, you know, it was easier to read and easier to memorize the verses. You know, so you know that's something I try to do with my boys. You know, and uh, to my surprise, you know, I, my my middle son, you know, he like I said, he had autism, but you know, he, he, he can read real good. He, I mean, he reads kind of better than most, uh, you know, uh, the average child. You know, he he, read, he can read real good, you know, spelling out words. And, you know, uh, sometimes I, I try to get my, um, well, I would get my um, older son to read, you know, and he had a little issue, like, in school and everything. And my my son that has autism, you know, to at one point will read better than, you know, my my oldest son, and uh, I think he kind of seen that my oldest son he kind of seen that one day, and you know it kicked into him, you know, and I just talked to him yesterday, and he was telling me about his grades and you know where he was at with his grades and everything, and uh, he was saying that he was struggling in math. You know, and he said he got a. He said he got a. He said he got a sixty something, and then he said in all the rest of the classes he got nineties, and he was like he took. Uh, what did he say he took some kind of carpentry class to kind of uh, opt out of taking another math class, and I told him I say you know, you can only go but so far and keep trying to put it back, but eventually you're gonna have to face that giant. Basically, you know that's how I, how to put it to him. You know, and I said because. You know, you need math and just about everything you do, you know. And uh, I say, even with the carpentry, what you got to do, I tell them, I say, you need math because you got to find, you know, the square things. You got to find, you know, uh, measurements. And, you know, you're going to have to know how to read that ruler, you know, and it's going to be some uh, things when you're trying to find the center of something, you know, uh, especially like concrete and, of course, carpentry, you know, the center of, of one point, you know, for then you put it up uh, 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 a beam, you know, for the uh, your ceiling or something like that. You know, you got to know the center, you know, so it'll be centered. You know, you just can't just throw it up there any kind of way or the house will fall down, you know. So I just try to explain to them, you know, uh, you just got to, you know, sometimes you got to ask for help. Don't be ashamed to ask for help. And that's even without what we got, you know, sometimes, you know, we got to ask for help, you know, our brothers and our sisters in Christ, you know, and a lot of times we try to do it ourselves, but if we just, you know, go to God and uh, let God know what's going on, God going to place people in our lives to help us, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's just a blessing to me, and, you know, I'm blessed to, to know that, and I thank God for the wisdom that he's given me, you know, and he has stored in me, you know, to know these things, and, you know, uh, not look at everything in a negative way. You know, I try to look at everything in a positive way, you know, even with, you know, the jobs and stuff, you know, where I, I, I just had to remember to stand on it, on the word, you know, trust, you know, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, you know, trust in the Lord, you know, I had to, I had to stand on it, you know, because, you know, a lot of times the enemy will try to t- attack you and be like, well, you ain't you ain't gonna get the job, or this ain't gonna work out. You ain't gonna be able to pay this. You ain't gonna be able to do that. You know, and you know, I just had to remember, you know, God got me. You know, He done opened doors plenty of times, and He done gave me favor plenty of times, and still gave me favor. So, you know, I just thank God for 
my relationship with him and what he's doing for me, you know, and what he continue to do. So I, I'm just blessed to be here, and uh, I just thank God again. And uh, God bless everybody this morning. I just continue to pray my strength in the Lord, and I continue to pray y'all strength in the Lord. And, you know, we just looking for better and greater to come. And God bless everybody, and amen. 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 God bless you this morning, Brother Anthony. And yeah, them boys on Groove. <laughs> we share they no little boys no more. And I, in a minute, I think Charlie is the oldest. In a minute, Charlie will be a man. The babysitter's boy, he'll be riding to my dad. I got the shade. <laughs> yeah, because wow. they growing. They, grow, they eat and they grow. That's what boys do. They eat and they grow. I see them get a, a, a quart of milk in that carton and drink that whole quart of milk like it was nothing. And I used to look and say, oh, wee, who is it? Yeah, because they, they, they got to have the food to keep the energy going. Yeah, and everything. God bless them. Thank God they paid attention to what you were doing in their earlier days. So now they know a few things, and that is good towards God, yeah. And as they continue to seek him, you know, they'll grow up knowing about him as well. And they can teach their children. Hallelujah. God is safe. But train up the child in the way he should go. When he get old, he won't depart from it. Hallelujah. So, look, we're going to pray out this morning. Is there anyone else? All right. We're going to pray out, and we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time another episode of Jesus in the Morning. And this week is getting on by here. Hallelujah. We're in the second day already, and I'm thankful. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for all that has been said and done. We thank you for your word this morning, for your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And forever, O oh God, that word is settled in heaven. And Father, many are looking for the back-in-the-day church. Many are looking for the back-in-the-day preachers that they could believe in and they could trust to trust you. So, Father, I ask today in the name of Jesus that you would move in a mighty way for your people. And, Lord, let us hold on to the old path and let us continue to take a look around and choose each day whom we're going to serve. Lord, help us not to get caught up into the new wave, new age stuff that you haven't prepped, you haven't put there, oh God. Help us to stay straight with you in the name of Jesus. Use us in your service today to be a blessing unto your people. Lord, help us to walk in you. Help our conversation to be holy. Help our conversation to be to help somebody today. Or help our conversation to be to lift you up, to communicate with you this day. In the name of Jesus, bless your people, every household represented here today. Father, bless every family member near and far, every friend near and far today. You know what we all stand in the need of. Bless us today, uncommonly, God. Lord, give us a wow moment of your blessings today. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you today. And, Father, those that need finances, move in a mighty way in the name of Jesus with uncommon blessings 
financially in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, bless our going out today and bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Father, heal those of us that are sick today, those of us that are under the weather. Some may have a cold, some may have blood pressure, blood sugar problem. Whatever it may be today, Father, we ask that you would touch and heal. It's you that heal all sickness, all manner of disease, all manner of sickness. Are we asking you in Jesus' name? Amen. Father, bless our going out. Bless our coming in today. Meet the need in our lives again, according to your riches and glory, by your son, Christ Jesus. Father, we ask it all today in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give somebody something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today in the precious name of Jesus. So we're going to our last song of the morning. And uh, after this song, I won't be coming back today. I thought I had another one uh, by Andre Crouch. <clears throat> but I'm going to have to go back and take a look so I can make sure I download the right stuff. Yeah, so um, we'll go out with this one. All right.
lost everything But I still had you You showed me your grace 